Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. On today's show, we are going to discuss the Senate race in Georgia and the debate between Kelly Loeffler and Raphael Warnock that just happened. We will also discuss some of the things Joe Biden did a little bit differently during his campaign. We will discuss the loser who still resides in the White House who is doing absolutely nothing. And we're going to finish with some of our favorite Christmas songs and an interesting little Christmas story that I had from a couple of years ago. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for downloading, of course, and listening as always. I said last week I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what my schedule was going to be in the future with this podcast. And, you know, I'll do it once or twice a week and try to figure it out. And I was trying to figure out if I was going to do one for Monday. And I'm watching the U.S. Senate runoff debate between Raphael Warnock and Kelly Loeffler. And as I'm watching, I just had to... I. I I said, I'm just going to do a podcast real quick because I can't stand listening to one more second of this. I don't know if you watched any of it, but Kelly Loeffler, it was just this programmed, robotic, same bullshit that you say against every Democratic opponent that you come across. And I'm really at the point where why do the Democratic opponents not fight back on all this stupid crap they keep saying over and over again? They ask Kelly Loeffler a question about anything, and she just goes, my opponent, radical, socialist, doesn't like our troops, Wants to defund the police. It's so robotic and and so predictable at this point. It's I, I, sometimes I wish I was up there against these people, and I would just say, "Look, guys, are we going to sit here and listen to this same over and over?" She's answered twelve questions, and every single answer has been exactly the same. You can see how robotic her answers are. Everything that she says are just buzzwords. I mean, at some point, are we not going to get over this ridiculousness? In fact, I'm going to challenge my opponent right now to not use any more buzzwords the rest of the night and just answer questions directly. Every single question this woman got was just buzzword answers. Every single one of them. And it's so annoying to watch. It's still going on right in front of me. And I just said, you know what? I'm turning this off because what's the point? It's just... She said, what about Miss Leffler? What about Black Lives Matter? Uh, Black Lives Matter, do, 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 do. Raphael Warnock is a socialist, do, 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 do. Reverend Jeremiah Wright, do, 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 do. Uh, by the way, I don't know what do, 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 do. I think that's a robot thing, I guess. I don't know. Do, are you guys understanding that? Eh, I don't know, whatever. But this obviously is a race. But the Democrats need to win. We also need John Ossoff to win. Last time I saw, we saw some good polling. But again, eh, I'm not really sure I'm that into polling. But of course, when you do see it, and you see that both the candidates that you are rooting for 
are in the lead, you still do get excited. So I'll admit I get excited when I do see that they're both leading. But um, we got about a month left until that goes down. And there's certainly going to be plenty to talk about. Now, normally, over the last, I don't know how long I've been doing this, for about nine months now, I've spent a lot of time on one particular person. But today, I'm not going to start with that particular person. We're going to start with winners, and we're not going to start with losers. Joe Biden, our next president, who will be taking office in about seven, six, seven weeks from now, it is. Um, It's going to be an exciting day. I know we're all excited to see Joe and our first female, first black, first Indian, first Asian American vice president, Kamala Harris, at his side. It's going to be an exciting day. I was reading a little bit. There was an article in the New York Times referring to Joe Biden, how he was able to use messages of positivity in this election to win over certain people and certain voters. You know, normally, of course, on the other side, you just saw nothing but negative attack ads. You suck. You're terrible. And yes, certainly there were the share from the left, but there was a specific targeting that Joe Biden's campaign did that seemed to be very effective. They did some things to go after some of the younger people. In fact, they put like uh, Joe Biden signs in video games and um, they referred to a group on TikTok who was helpful. They attacked Facebook with ads that would appeal to mothers and to women, some of the nicer and softer ads that would show Joe Biden with children, with kids, and just being a good, decent human being. They also had a big one, I'm sure you guys may have seen it, where The Rock endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, which sort of gave the over-macho crowd that loves The Rock the permission to vote for Joe Biden and not that phony half man that he ran up against. They also did some research on how they should handle the big Hunter Biden story. And they realized that like most people realized it wasn't a big story. And certainly they addressed it here and there. But for the most part, they found out that people really didn't care about it. Not that they just didn't care that they weren't really buying it. But it was interesting to see that. And it's interesting to see it because Donald Trump used social media throughout his entire campaign previously and throughout his presidency and used it extremely effectively. And the way that Joe Biden's team sort of reattacked it, and because he had nowhere near the amount of followers, he had nowhere near the presence online, as Donald Trump did, but they systematically sort of looked at different ways to attack and to get people to go, well, wait a minute, Joe Biden is not as bad as it sounds like they're making him out to be. They attacked the fact, they, in fact, they, they focused more, instead of on the Hunter Biden thing, they focused more on the fact that they were calling Joe Biden a socialist, which is 
of course, outrageously ridiculous. But that's what they do, just like I said earlier with Kelly Loeffler. That's socialist. And let's just say all the buzzwords. And like I said, at some point, I really wish the Democrats would just say, okay, so is it my turn to talk? Uh, in fact, be the first one to talk. Kind of do what Eminem did at the end of 8 Mile, if you saw that um, movie. He basically called out, all the stuff you're going to say about me, I already know. I mean, everybody knows about it. I'm going to say it first before you have a chance to say it. If I'm a Democrat, I just go up there and okay. Here's the thing. They're going to use the same stupid buzzwords. In fact, they're going to be tripped up the rest of this debate, I promise you, because all they're going to do is say the same buzzwords I'm about to tell you they're going to say, and they'll have nothing else to say. Watch, and they'll look stupid. They're going to look stupid because over and over and over again, they're just going to say stuff like socialism and defund the police and radical left, and it's the same thing. So... For the rest of the night, I'll be talking about health care and what's going to actually help the people of either my state or the country, and that's what we're going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on any buzzwords like this idiot next to me. And yeah, sure, say idiot next to me. But as I said, about six, seven weeks until our next president where we can actually breathe, not pick up our phone and go, holy shit, what did this guy do now? And there's not some breaking news story every two seconds about something ridiculous. It's going to be a nice breath of fresh air. Something that we had for eight years prior to the moron who's running the show now. Speaking of the moron running the show now, he's as crazy as ever. But I will tell you this, I'm not really paying that much attention to him anymore. There was a 45-minute video or something that he did the other day rambling on about God knows what. I have no really earthly idea other than a few snippets here and there but you know whenever there's a highlight of him now I barely even watch it I'm like this guy is he's a joke he's a clown I mean we had to kind of take him seriously for a little while there because he actually was the president and yeah he still is but really is he apparently he's not doing anything I mean he's not putting anything on the agenda at all every single day he is doing nothing but putting together phony videos and tweeting out ridiculous things about the election being fraudulent. Meanwhile, people are dying by the thousands per day. It's like 3,000 people a day are dying. That is equivalent to one 9-11, and he's doing nothing about it. He's just saying, you know what? Screw you, America. You screwed me over. I'm going to screw you over except for those people who voted for me. And don't you worry, I'm still going to take office. I'm still going to be here in January. Please give me money. Give me money. You give me some money, and I promise you I'll be here. And if I'm not here, you know what happened. Radical left, do-do-do-do-do. George Soros, do-do-do-do-do-do. They're going to take away God and Christmas, do-do-do-do-do-do. I don't know if that do-do-do thing's working. I don't know. It's hard to tell. All right, that's going to be the last one. But you get the picture. You get the point. But the lame duck loser is pretty much doing nothing every day, sitting in the White House where he is still supposed to be working and not doing anything. So, you know what? Screw him. And it sucks because we really do need a leader at this point. But, you know, he again, we, we pretty much have figured out that he's 
far from a leader, not just as president, but he was far from a leader as a so-called business person, and far from a leader as a father, far from a leader at really anything he's ever done. So let's just be happy that all of this stuff seems to be settling and that we will have a new president in January. On to other people we are over. Rudy Giuliani apparently has the coronavirus. That's not shocking. No, actually, it's shocking that it took this long for him to get it. So add him to the list of irresponsible idiots who think they can just walk around, do whatever they want, and be a terrible example for the American people. But he got it. Over the last week, Rudy's had a bad few months, but the last week, you know, just adds to the book of sadness that this guy is writing. He is in the middle of court in Michigan and farts. I mean, he just farted twice right in the middle of him talking to the judge. It's very audible. You can hear it. it acts like nothing happened. The woman, Jenna Ellis, the idiot. Oh, I can't stand stand that woman. I really can't. I see her on Twitter all the time. I don't know why on Twitter I get these feeds from people that I'm not even following. That kind of irritates me. And she happens to be one of them. And she is this incredible, phony, religious attorney who's really not an attorney. She's not that good at her job, obviously. But She's sitting right next to him. Here's it. She kind of looks over and like, oh, God, here we go. I mean, last week he was hair dye was running down his face. Now he's busting ass in front of the entire courtroom. But beyond Rudy Tootie having zero regard to court decorum, he for some reason decides to call Melissa Carone to the stand. Now, I'm sure you all have all seen Melissa Carone, the dim-witted blonde with the hair up in a bun with the glasses on. And no, that's not a blonde. I'm not making fun of blondes. I know a lot of very incredibly smart blondes, but this woman happens to be blonde and she's dim-witted. She was incredibly annoying. You've seen the clips of her thinking she was taking down the court and taking down the Congress people who were questioning her. She got so out of control, even Rudy Giuliani had to calm her down a little bit. But she's been parodied on on Twitter all over the place, on Saturday Night Live all over the place. It is just so incredibly embarrassing. But turns out Miss Carone has a little bit of a criminal history. She was on probation for harassing her ex-fiance's new girlfriend. And one of the ways she was harassing her was by sending videotapes of her having sex with the boyfriend. Now, she claims that the boyfriend was sending it to her, which makes no sense, much like her entire testimony. But yet another sad, pathetic, embarrassing attempt to overturn an election that over now 80 million people voted for to replace the current administration. Speaking of the administration, the Attorney General, Bill Barr, he is considering leaving his post before Trump leaves office. 
And I think it's just kind of a race of who goes first on pulling the trigger there. Will Barr leave first or is Donald Trump going to fire him? Because Donald Trump ordered Bill Barr to basically find voter fraud and Bill Barr came back and said there was no voter fraud. And Donald Trump basically said, I don't think you get the picture. Go find voter fraud. And Bill Barr is saying to him, I don't think you get the picture. There was no voter fraud. And that incensed Donald Trump. He is not happy about giving an order and it not being followed. He's like Colonel Jessup in A Few Good Men. And if there is one thing for sure, Donald Trump can't handle the truth. But anyway, we are getting closer to Christmas. Let's end this show on a little bit more of a positive and fun note. Now, I, I know a lot of people around Christmas time, they get excited. Some get depressed. You know, I, I like Christmas time. I think it's a cool time of year. I, everybody likes to get festive and put up lights in my neighborhood. It sort of looks like the Macy's Day Parade. There are lights all over the place. I do not have lights up at my house, and there is a reason for that. I first moved into my house about seven years ago, and the very first year I didn't put lights up, and I saw how my neighborhood hut was, so the next year it kind of felt bad. So I put some lights up, I put up the tree, everything looked great, did the same thing the next year, and then the year after that, I attempted to do the, I said, I'm going to do this every year, this is kind of my thing now, I kind of like it. So I put the tree up, didn't notice that the stand was cracked, and as soon as I let go of the tree, tree falls down. All right. I put it up again, not noticing the crack, falls down again. Okay. So I look and I see the crack. So I said, I guess I got to go buy a new stand. So I go buy this new heavy duty stand that's like foolproof. Put the tree in the stand. I walk away for about 20 seconds. I turn around and there's my tree leaning up against the wall. Now I am starting to get furious. So I stand the tree back up one more time. I push everything down. I clamp everything in. Everything looks good. Walk away for a second. Tree falls down again. At that point, I took the stand. I took the tree. I opened up my door and proceeded to throw it the fuck out. I was so annoyed by it. And then our neighborhood has a kind of a community Facebook page. So I posted the picture of the tree laying on my front porch and said, if anybody wants a free tree, come get it. People are like, are you being serious? I said, I couldn't be more serious. It's a beautiful live tree. Come get it if you want it. I'm done with Christmas. And since then, I have not hung up the tree. It's really irritated me that much. And I know you might be saying, oh, come on, Jesus, relax. And I, I'm relaxed, but, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I get hassled once, and I, I don't know if I want to be hassled by it again. I don't know. I'll, I may, I, it's getting a little late. I may put up a tree this week. If I don't, then I'm done. I will say, too, I got two new pets, and they probably will respond to the tree in a way that will irritate me more when I come home. So it's a good possibility there's not going to be a tree. But I will say I still enjoy the Christmas holiday. I enjoy the spirit. I enjoy the music. You guys have favorite Christmas songs? I like all the traditional songs, but there are three particular Christmas songs every year I love. But they're by particular artists too. So the three that I really, really enjoy, there is 
Baby, Please Come Home When You Too Sings It. That is phenomenal. The other one is Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. That is fantastic. And the last one is, you know, I didn't really hear it. I think it was like a year or two ago. And I was like, holy shit, I love this. And I'm not even really that big of a fan of him. I mean, I don't not like him. But Kenny G doing Silver Bells, check that out if you have a chance because that is so damn good. I loved it. I like it. But do you guys have favorite Christmas songs? Let me know what they are. If you do, shoot them over to me at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. As always, I appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.